What is going on, people? Ladies from the Vault Manchester, this is the Vault Podcast, especially those that vintage band t-shirts. This is the Friday sessions where I speak with friends, people outside of vintage, people that are doing things that I appreciate, people that I'm into, that sort of stuff. So this episode's with a guy called Ben Black. I met Ben around six months ago when I started playing football um, in West London, actually South West London. And Ben is a football freestyler, starting to Nike, and he's got about a million to two million followers on TikTok. Just something that's completely crazy, but I've realised from meeting him, he's a decent geezer, but he's just crazy, he's out there. So we'll give Ben a little ring, and we'll talk to Ben. Just one second. Ben. Yeah, hello. How's it going? Can you hear me? It's, yeah, I can hear you all good. It's going good, man. How are you? I'm not bad, man. I'm bad. What's been going down? What's been going down today? Uh, all too far. I'm just out filming. Uh, Got to get the videos in for the weekend. Um, it's kind of annoying because uh, all the pitches are closed, though. So uh, just trying to find like good locations and that. And then obviously English weather started uh, raining pretty hard. You love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where did you play today then? Uh, went down to uh, uh, Hackney actually, right the Hackney Marshes. I've never been there before, but um, yeah, it's, like, it's crazy how many pitches they've got there. There's a lot of pitches there. Is it um, is it quiet or is it busy? It was really quiet actually. Like there was literally like there, well, there was no one on the pitches. Okay. Like people walking their dog and stuff, but literally uh, like no one there. So I just had it all to myself, just filming. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Spacey Ben, obviously. You don't really know how this works. Lots of short. This is my podcast for my brand, but obviously every Friday I do like um, an episode with people that I know, a little bit different people that yeah. are in fashion, everything else kind of thing. Obviously, I find what you do quite interesting. It's yeah. mad to think that football freestyling is it pays the bills kind of thing. So I just wanted to talk about that kind of thing, and then how yeah. you get into it, everything else. How did you get into football freestyling first of all? Well, like first, it's quite funny that. Um you say like the football freestyle because I actually think what I do like football freestyle is just like one part of like the the whole thing okay. and um, there's like other parts that I think are like just as important to it all but um, how I got into football freestyling so it's uh, a bit of a long story but I'll, I'll keep it brief when um, when I was younger in about 2013 yeah. um, I started uh, like basically doing free kick videos uh, with one of my friends and we'd literally just go out take free kicks all day one summer and um just like post them on youtube we were trying to get into like a series of like best free kicks and well that summer we definitely didn't get into it but like that's how it started and we'd have like a, a camera that was like it's still like you could put tape in it it was like that old yeah but um yeah so we just started like uh doing like those sorts of videos and then this was actually, I was living in Germany at the time. So when I was younger, I lived in Germany for a year. And um, because my parents wanted me to speak German. But um, yeah, we just like took all these like free kick videos. And then when I came back to England, like I kind of really enjoyed making the videos. And I was thinking to myself, okay, like how can I make these videos more interesting than just me like hitting the ball at the goal? And I noticed that a lot of people were doing like, uh, like freestyle tricks and I was like okay that's cool I can't even really do kickups at the moment but you know what I'm gonna go out and learn so um, I, like ev- literally I remember probably like a year straight every single day I just go out after school and just practice like freestyle getting better and better 
And um, yeah, like that's how it really started, just getting into freestyle because I wanted my videos to be cooler. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. So, that. like, obviously, I play football all my life kind of thing and I like how you said it. Obviously, it's not just freestyle. There's loads of different elements to it. But obviously, I started with yeah, freestyle because yeah. that's a little bit simpler for some people to get their head around. But I was just saying, like, obviously, not so much the freestyle stuff, but obviously, we used to practice day in, day out on obviously different things, but the repetitions that you're putting in practice-wise, just what from what I'm seeing, is just completely blowing my mind kind of thing. It's like a free kick. I probably, probably took, like, five free kicks in my life kind of thing. If you're, putting, <laughs> if you're there putting free well, kicks all day, every day kind of thing, just... Uh, yeah, with, especially with, like, the... Well, to be fair, with both freestyle and free kicks, but also, like, I f- feel like I have it in me that once I start something, like, I have to, like, be good at it because it'll really annoy me. So, like, the free kicks, like, I used to, like, not be good at free kicks, but I would go out every single day, go down to, like, the local pitch in Germany with my mate. We'd set up, like, 15 footballs, like, in a line, and we'd just hit them at the goal until, like, we got a good one. And then it'd be, like, the next day, all right, same again, same again. And then it moved on to a freestyle. With the freestyle, it was, okay, I'm going to learn to do, like, 50 kick-ups. When I can do 50 kick-ups, I'm going to learn how to do, like, an around-the-world or, like, a very basic freestyle trick. And then it's just like, it's kind of like an addiction, you know? Like, once you start, like, that feeling of landing a new trick is, like, so nice. Yeah. So it just went from there, and it was like, okay, what can I do next? What can I do next? And then I feel like from that, I got into the mentality of, okay, what's, like, next? What's, like, the next, like, cool thing that I can do? What's, like, the the big next thing that I can do to basically, like, impress people in, in the videos? And then uh, it's just, like, kind of gone on from there. And how long would you say it takes master trick in general? Uh, it's like that. That's like a really like hard question because there's so many like variables to it. For example, if I'm learning my first trick and I'm not a freestyler already, I feel like it's going to take like quite long. Like I don't know if I'm teaching someone, usually they they'll get it in like an hour or, or two hours, dependent on like how good they are already at doing kick ups and stuff. Yeah. But once like you get quite good at freestyle, uh, dependent on how hard the trick is, uh, it can be actually like quite easy because like you've already kind of done similar movements with other tricks in you've the got past. And stuff down like that. Pretty well. But then like if you're a good freestyler, then you really only want to be learning new tricks that are really hard. So then it can take like like days and days and days just to land like one trick. Which to most normal people they probably wouldn't notice the difference as much. But if you're in the freestyle community, you'd notice, like, oh, he, like, slightly touched the ball here, which makes the trick a load harder, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like skating, I suppose. Once that land that trick kind of thing, it's just constantly trying to just repeat different yeah. tricks, different variations of the trick kind of thing. I, I think, like, the interesting thing about it, and with something like uh, skating or, like, any, any sorts of these skills, like, to a normal person in public who doesn't know much about it, like, a really hard trick and a really easy trick might look quite similar, but unless you're in, like, that community and you, like, understand it, you can, like, judge, like, the hardness of the trick, like, a lot more, and, like, some of the stuff is, like, that is crazy, but to a normal person, they wouldn't notice the difference between a really hard trick and a really easy trick. Yeah, I think that's what I think that's what I came I came in common kind of thing because obviously, again, we play football together, so obviously I know your ability of football kind of thing. And when I've seen the yeah. tricks, I think to myself, fuck me, this is like 
quite interesting kind of thing. But it's also like mad technical. Because obviously, anyone can, well, not anyone, most people who can play football probably do around the world. Can probably do yeah, a few yeah. different flicks. But when you're, like, you're doing like around the world three times in one combination, <laughs> then you're flicking it like whatever. That time, like, I filmed you and you're like doing it in the back of your ankles kind of thing. Like, just little like, easy kind of thing. That's like, it becomes a thing where it's like, well, there's, definite, it's, there's something crazy going on here. Then when you show me all the kids, like the videos where you're teaching the kids kind of thing, there's kids that are like six years old who are just of better ability yeah, than insane, me. Somebody so. played for 30 years kind of thing. Like, it's, yeah, that's where it's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I also feel like once you, um, like, say you've been doing it for a few months, like, that stuff doesn't feel like a million miles away. It's like, if okay, if I keep practicing that, I, I can get to that level. But at the start, it's like, how do these people do that? My legs could never do that. But some of the stuff that I do now, when I was younger, I think, like, I thought I would never be able to do. But, like, it's just, like, that practice at the start, and then you get a taste for it, and it's like, actually, you know, if I, if I practice a bit more, I could probably get pretty close to that. And then it just, over time, it's just, like, one of those things. And do you enjoy the side, like, the mentoring side, like, mentoring, like, people, you enjoy teaching people? Yeah, honestly, I think that's, like, probably one of, like, the, my favourite parts about doing, like, all this social media stuff. Like, the amount of messages I get from, like, um like kids and stuff just saying oh like you're so like inspiring and stuff like that but it's like a lot of the time it's just like they just want a message back or something but the times when it's like a genuine like kid who's like gone out and like he sends you a video and he's like i just learned this from your video it's like oh that's actually awesome and then it's even nicer when it's like in real life and like there's like you're like teaching a kid some tricks and at the start like he can't do anything and then at the end he's like done a trick he's never done before and like they just get like so happy about it like that is like genuinely like a nice feeling yeah that's crazy man. i remember like after that game when that kid came up to you and he was like ben can i get in a picture but i, I kind of get the same thing in vintage where not kids but adults come to me to say oh man like you inspire me and stuff but it's not the same as a young kid who wants to learn a trick kind of and it's just people to buy a t-shirt but um yeah no but it's it's the same man it's like i still get inspired by like, other people and i'm like um like what they're doing like inspires me so i feel like you can get like inspiration from from anyone or anywhere to be honest and the social side to it when that t- get any traction like when did it did it start off the drawers of followers or did it start off like slow and then it's overnight you kind of boomed so obviously you've got Millions um, on TikTok, you got hundred thousand on uh, Instagram, probably a couple of million on Twitter. Like, <laughs> too sure, I don't really use Twitter too much. I probably should, but um, with the with the followers, so like I always, so I started in twenty thirteen, as I said, twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. I was more just doing it like. Um, like, I still do it for fun, obviously. But then, it, like, at that point, it really was, like, I'm not really planning on going anywhere with this. I'm literally just doing it because it's, like, a cool thing. Um, I'm, like, meeting, like, friends on mine who also make, like, similar videos. Like, that, that sort of vibe, like, I'm just doing it for fun. And I'm, like, still at school at this point. But um, when I left, uh, well, when I finished uh, sixth form, I had like a few options open to me. So I could have done a football scholarship in America. I could have gone to university in England um, or I don't know, like, the, but well, they were, they were like the two main options for me really. Yeah. But um, like the, the followers, I think I was probably on around 25,000 followers. 
But this was a few uh, like years ago, like three years ago, where twenty five thousand followers was probably a bit more valuable then than twenty five thousand now because there's just way more people doing it. But um, I remember um, my parents like always tried to like push me to to like do whatever I like I want to do and like don't be like scared about doing it. So. I thought, okay, I'm never really going to have this opportunity again in my life to try and do social media full-time. Uh, so I basically, uh, coming up to the point where I had to decide what I was going to be doing uh, in the next year, uh, I sat my parents down, and I had a whiteboard, actually, and I basically listed my options on the whiteboard. And um, I spoke through, like, the university option or, the, like, getting a scholarship in America. And then the final one, was like doing social media full time and obviously i wasn't earning any money from social media at this point uh, i only had like twenty five thousand followers but i said this is what i'm gonna do and this is how i'm gonna do it i would really appreciate your support uh, like in me doing this because like, i can't like pay myself or anything like that so my parents came to the agreement that i could live at home and i didn't have to like they basically like pay for my food whilst I'm at home and like I didn't have to pay rent or anything like that for this gap I was basically taking a gap year to try and do this full time if it works it works I just carry on great if it's not working or it's at the point of uh, it's kind of it's kind of not I'll just go to university nothing lost because a lot of people go on a gap year traveling anyway so uh, like my parents were like very supportive and they were like yeah go for it um, just like yeah, just, just go for it and see what happens. So in that year, it started off great. It was like, oh, I get to be at home. I get to make football videos every day. I think a lot of people probably thought, um, like, my parents were, like, being a bit too nice, like, about it because, like, it probably didn't look like it was going to work. And, um, like, my, I think my mum was a little bit worried because, like, I wasn't, like making any money or anything like that my dad was like go for it like you, you got this 100 percent yeah but um yeah i just think my uh my mum was still raised really but she was probably a little bit worried about it and um yeah so i just started doing it going for it the first like two weeks are great like you're at home you get to make football videos every day and then after after two weeks i'm kind of like twiddling my thumbs a little bit like well all my mates, uh, I've seen on Snapchat, like, they're all in freshers, like, having, like, these crazy parties. I'm at home twiddling my thumbs, but I just thought, you know what, get my head down, start uh, making videos and see where it goes. And this is, like, at this point, like, the followers started to come in, actually. Um, so, you know TikTok? Yeah. Like, TikTok's, like, my biggest platform. Yeah. But it used to be called uh, Musical.ly. So, okay. basically... I was, like, the first footballer uh, to, like, be on Musical.ly. I'm not sure, like, how much you know about Musical.ly, but it was literally a lip-syncing app. So people would hold up the screen, uh, like, hold up their phone and just, like, mouth, like, to songs and stuff. And it was, like, a bit cringy and, like, I remember why... That, I remember that, though. I remember it, yeah. Yeah, but, like, it, like, it was one of those where it's like, okay, I make football videos. Why are you posting, foot, like, these football videos on this, like, cringy app for, like, teenage girls just, like, lip-syncing. But um, I thought, like, basically, one of my friends had messaged me, who also made videos, and he was like, there's a chef that's gone, like, really viral on this app for making cooking videos. So I thought, okay, 
if cooking videos do well now, why can't football, you know? So I promised myself, you know what? I'm going to make 100 videos and I'm going to post one a day for 100 days. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, nothing lost because I'm still posting them on Instagram. So I started doing it and I think my second video on there like went viral. And at that point, I was just hooked. I was like, okay, this is it. Like, uh, like I'm staying on Musical.ly, making all these videos and then the followers are going up. Like I'm doing live streams. Like I, th- at this point, like I think I went up to like a hundred thousand followers over the course of like three or four months on Musically, and because I was like literally the first footballer on there, like I got quite lucky with that. It literally just like worked out in my favour, like really well. So um, this was uh, like a few months into trying to do it full time, still in my gap year, and um, my brother had been traveling he's three years older than me and he'd been traveling in south america but he'd come home and he had a bit of money left over so um we were playing fifa on a saturday night and one of the, one of us was barcelona i can't remember who said it but one of us was like wouldn't it be cool to live in barcelona so on the wednesday three days later we literally got a one-way flight to barcelona uh bearing in mind I don't have, I, I have like a very small amount of money saved up. Uh, I can't speak Spanish. I don't have like a job. I don't know anyone in Spain. And like my social media started to like musically started to take off, but I still like don't have, like I'm not getting any income from it or anything like that. And we were literally just living off of like the money that my brother had saved up. So we went to Barcelona. The first like, week was like the most sketchiest scariest week and i'm kind of just there like what have i done with my life like this is this is crazy but then after that it ended up being like the best like three months of my life (laughs) and whilst i was in barcelona that's when like the followers like skyrocketed on musically and then um it just started going like more and more and more and like at this point i'm starting to get like a bit more money starting to get a few more brand deals and um yeah everything's like just it starts like having like a snowball effect so yeah i'd say like the turning point was probably uh starting on musically and um just like sticking with it and then also going to barcelona just like because it it was one of those like i literally I'm living off the money that my brother has saved up. I like, I need to make money now. And it's kind of like, it, it, it like motivates you. It's like, okay, right, let's do it. Like, uh, I, I don't, if, if I fail this, I'm going to university, which like, isn't a bad thing or anything. No, it's no. just like, I know what I way prefer to be doing. Yeah. That's crazy. That and so, like, yeah. um, it's interesting. You saw what the app kind of thing. Like that's for example, just an example. I started on Depop um, selling that. I was one of the first on there too. I was one of the first to sell yeah. fan t-shirts, and there was that's probably the reason why like I spiraled because of that. Nowhere near the followers that you have, kind of thing. But like on Depop, like one hundred eighty-five followers. But like, it's it. People always say like, how would you get to where you got to, kind of thing. And that was one of the reasons for being an app first and making a name for myself first. Yeah. And then that app started like obviously investing in me, pushing me, kind of thing. as an advert, a lot, all sort of stuff. Like yeah, yeah, completely yeah. different kind of thing, like and musically. So when it crossed over TikTok, essentially you just converting the followers over, yeah. Yeah. So um, when that happened, um, what happened is uh, um, like musically was a Chinese app owned by Bi- 
well, it's a Chinese app, and then there was a company called ByteDance, which which owned um, like the Chinese version of TikTok called Douyin. So this like parent company uh, bought Musically, and the apps were very similar. And they literally just um, like they just rebranded Musically to make it TikTok. But I didn't lose any of my followers or any of the videos or anything like that. For me, everything stayed the same apart from like the branding of the app. So I didn't really lose anything at all. And you know what you were just saying about um, like being the first on like Depop and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I, I think it's like one of those things where okay, it's obviously your first on there, which is it, it feels like a bit lucky. But I also feel like it's definitely one of those where you've made your own luck. You like you've had country. it in you your head. Like okay, I'm gonna go and start on here. I'm like if I'm the first, I'm the first. But it's the fact that you're you're still doing it like other people can do it but it's the fact that you've done it you know well, so it's still like you doing it yourself well that's the thing too like i remember when i went on the app kind of thing i remember very clearly i felt like i was late to it even though like it wasn't late i was maybe a few months late but the fact that i got on it but then like I, straight away i was like right same as you kind of thing. you went for the 100 days thing i was just like i'm gonna mm. list every day and just without making money really but without making much money possible then before you knew it, i started obviously adding like my little twinges to all kind of thing because obviously with eBay yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's less personal it's just selling your shit kind of thing whereas Depop was a bit more curated kind of thing so once I started creating things it changed a little differently but musically the whole thing's interesting and obviously obviously Barcelona too I know Barcelona very well and I know like, what it's like for obviously skating and, and for football kind of thing so was there a freestyle scene out there kind of thing yeah, so that, that, like this is the best thing about freestyle. I feel like I could go to any city in the world, and there would be a freestyler there that would be like a friend of a friend, or you know, there'd be some connection where I could like basically meet them and they could help me out, which is exactly what happened in Barcelona. So I went there, I messaged um, people who are like way more in the freestyle community than me. Like I, I'm not like. Like, I know a lot of freestylers and I can do, like, tricks and stuff, but I never, like, I don't compete or anything like that. And it's the people that compete, I think, are the ones that are really in the freestyle community. They know everyone's, but I'm good friends with a lot of people. So I messaged some people. I was like, are there any freestylers in Barcelona? And um, obviously, like, somebody knows somebody. They put me in contact. I messaged them. Um Hey, I've just moved to Barcelona. Like uh, the person is called Anas, and he can't like really speak English too well, especially like the first time, like in 2017. But um, like he messaged me, uh, he just basically he told me like a time and a place, and uh, I went there. And then there's like a whole group of them all freestyling, and like no one's English is amazing. Obviously, I can't speak Spanish. But, like, we're freestyling, you know, so we have, like, that connection. And then they make me feel, like, super at home in Barcelona. Like, they're showing me everything. Like, they're showing me, like, where's good to go, where to get my food, all of this sort of stuff. So just through, like, the freestyle community, like, I would feel very comfortable going anywhere in the world. And I would, like, it's also happened when I went to Los Angeles. I met people in the freestyle scene that are, like my first friends when I go out there. Was that the uh, Venice Beach team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when I went to Barcelona, I went for three months and then, like, I'd go back out for, like, three months at a time. 
But one time when I came back, um, I decided to go to LA for two months with my ex-girlfriend. We just like, let's go and experience the LA life. This was when I was like, finally like making like a little bit of money from social media. And it's like, let's go and live it. Like, I don't know when else I'm going to get this opportunity. So go out there. We were um, staying like two like blocks away from Melrose Avenue. And uh, we were staying in like West Hollywood, but it's like you're hearing words like that, and it's like, wow, living like the dream, you know. But like it was one of those where it's like, wow, this I feel like I'm in a film right now. You'd go around Beverly Hills, there'd be like palm trees everywhere and stuff. But um, the Venice Beach guys, again, um, before I went out to LA, I messaged um, like as many people. um, Well, I I messaged freestyle players in England, like, do you know anyone in LA? I get a list of people, then I just go through, like, who do I know from L.A. or who have I seen on Instagram? Can I message them? So I messaged the Venice Beach um, guys. They were absolutely awesome. I like, I, I really want to go out because they were also, like, really welcoming. Um, Venice Beach football, if anyone, like, doesn't know what it is, basically on a Sunday, go to Venice Beach, there's a bit of concrete uh, where there's like all the basketball courts and stuff like that, right by the beach, and um, basically four versus four, they'll put music on, and uh, it's it's just like a, a like a vibe. Is honestly, they were some of the best Sundays of my life. <laughs> yeah, I did it before. Man. I did it. Um, so I go to LA quite a bit before. Uh, I've been twice this year actually. I normally go. Oh um, really? Seven eight times a year, kind of. Obviously, because um, LA is the best place for vintage. Melrose Avenue is the best place of vintage kind of thing, so I have to go all the time. Mm. But obviously this year, because of COVID, I couldn't go. But I've been twice. But I, I, I remember specifically being down there and obviously watching them like, perform. And then I remember like playing against them on the um, the blacktop, obviously the basketball court. And I remember yeah, one yeah. time I went down there, and I was wearing like Birkenstocks. And like, there was like loads of football going, and I was dying to play. So I was playing bare feet kind of thing, just doing a bit of like <laughs> one touch and everything else. But it's LA is like, that's the place where I'd want to live. It's obviously vast. It's not like anywhere else in the world but for what I do it's perfect I love to play football out there like, I remember when I was in New York and I was watching them play football in the city centre kind of thing these Mexicans and I was like I was just dying to play with them kind of thing so obviously yeah, in the yeah. US it's a different type of football like we in the UK it's physical it's obviously whatever but always in, like, in the US it's more like analytical kind of thing it's a lot more technical based kind of thing it's a lot more yeah about but like that's one thing about uh, Venice Beach is it's like so diverse you could get people from all over the place coming. Like, the same when I was in Barcelona, the football that I was playing there, like, you'd have, like, Spanish people in the games, but honestly, the community that I ended up, like, playing a lot of football with was a lot of people from South America. You'd get these people from Peru. Like, they're not very tall at all, but they're really stocky and, like, really, really, like, their ball control is just insane. But, um, like, I love, like, that, like the diverseness of like it all like um it just, it's just a different to like playing like in england for example where everyone just like it's all the same type of football yeah it's it's the, the british the british game itself like, it's, it's actually changed i'm older than you so i've seen it when i first started playing men's football it was obviously like you play with me so you know what i'm you know what i'm like but um when i first started playing <laughs> men's football it was all about physical it was a physical game there's no you didn't play football for the back kind of thing you, if anything You'd win the game by knocking up, knocking up, up at the top. The striker would win ahead of you, the striker would score, kind of thing. And that's what's yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. And it's one of the best players I've, I've played for some quite good teams, and all the best that I play for, it's just been direct football. And obviously, like the team we play for, it's all about playing football and 
Yeah. Really playing from the back, and obviously, like, that's a... It's, it, it's sort of like a South American, Spanish sort of thing, kind of thing where you're playing tiki-taka, it's, it's one, two touch kind of thing. It's, you're not, there's no tackling. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, people see me yeah. shouting, they see me as like that like, aggressive sort of player kind of thing. I'm better making tackles. And it's, um, <laughs> it's just interesting. It's, I love different things, obviously, Bar- hearing like Barcelona kind of thing. Do you play football Barcelona? Do you play like any like, level aside there or not? Uh, I don't really play 11 aside. I ended up playing a lot of like 7 aside and 8 aside. Yeah. But even there, like playing because I've played some seven aside in uh, in London now as well. Yeah. Like there is definitely a difference. Like there, it was all about like uh, the passing and like move like tiki taka basically. Yeah. And everyone was like, if you touch somebody, that they're, they're falling over on the floor. Whereas in London, obviously, it's like a lot different. And um, I felt like in America, I was like pleasantly surprised. Like I was expecting to go out there and like the quality of football not. Being that good at all, but like they've got like ballers out there, and it's like, well, this is. I think they're going to be really good. They're already getting really good, like their national team. You got to think though, America. Though, like America, this with sports, America, like obviously, it's heavily funded, but also like if you're good at a sport from like a young age, that's you. Then kind of thing. I mean, you go basketball player, you are the best next big thing kind of thing to push you, and obviously they put they put money into like obviously the coaching and stuff, and obviously I wanted to go play. I wanted to go play in America, um, university and everything else, and ended up leaving college. If I hadn't left college, I would have gone to America at one point because I couldn't see myself playing in the UK. And I had a yeah. friend who went to America, well, I had a few friends went to America, but I had another friend who went to America. And he literally, I think it was going to like North Carolina or something like that, and he just absolutely smashed it. Like, you see, he was, he was an yeah. okay footballer, like a reasonable footballer kind of thing, but out there, he just blossomed because it was his type of football. He played in front of. 400, 500, 600 people every week, standard. And if you That's get to about you, and you've got, and you obviously, it comes like, because it's not a physical game too, if you're a physical player and you're a good player, it's even easier, especially if you're a striker. So he was just absolutely smashing out there, kind of thing. So, but obviously, yeah. I was watching a lot of his games online. I was, I mean, I'm used to stream his games and like, watch his games and everything. He just, he, it was just a definitely, like, a completely different technical game. And I had a friend um, who played professional years ago, and there's a tournament called the Dallas Cup. There was like a big tournament for like uh, youth teams, like professional youth teams, and he used to always say like the competition yeah. over there was like just different levels kind of thing. Well, so I I went on um, a football tour like with my school, and like it was kind of funny because like it ended up being like half rugby players, half football players mm. on a football tour. But um, we went to Seattle and we played like the. In their high school, they had two teams, like the A and the B team, basically. We played the B team, smashed them, played the A team. And um, this was like the first time in my life that I'd actually played in front of like a crowd because it was like I was in like year 10 at the time I think yeah. and like in America it just seems to be a thing that everyone comes out and like watches the game like in England like no one comes out to the games but there they had like all the students were there chanting like USA and I was like it was pretty funny like we were definitely the better team but like none of us had played in front of people before so we ended up drawing with them 3-3 but um, we played the Seattle Sounders Academy like their under like I don't know what team it was but like we played one of their academy teams they were beating us 8-0 at half time and our like manager called off because he was like this is ridiculous (laughs) he called it off like yeah, like they were beating us that much, and they were the year group below us. But like it was like the official Seattle Sounders like academy. But still, like it just like that was like the first time I thought, wow, like 
Americans are like are really good at football, and also like they have massive population. Like they're gonna like definitely. I feel like in the future they're gonna be one of the big countries that are gonna be good at football. Hundred oh, percent. You got to think to in America. Like obviously, there's so many sports above soccer, so a lot, yeah, of, yeah. A lot of the good players get siphoned into American football, into um, basketball, into other sports, and football kind of takes its whatever sitting place. Once they realize there's money in it more money than they think there is kind of thing, then that's when the big players will start coming through. Look at, like, obviously Pulisic. You look at players. I remember years ago, yeah, yeah. a player called Freddie Adu. I don't know if you've heard of him, Freddie Adu. Uh, I, I feel like I recognise the name. Freddie Adu like, was basically, he's, he's, he's an American player. He, he got signed to um, DC United like 15 kind of thing. United, Manchester United actually signed him for like a week or something. It was weird. He, he basically played for, he, he was the next big thing for America about 15 years ago and he came through. Like this when like the vapors first came out, he's a good good striker, but like, he became like a personality yeah. kind of thing for America. Like he came like the the linchpin for American football. Then obviously there was like just so many players that came through. But Americans sides themselves, they always they're always good, but weren't I don't know the quality wasn't there kind of thing. You can see now the quality's there. I was going to the youth the youth yeah, team, yeah. Like, the, the squad they were there kind of thing. It was, like all oh, youth players who played like in the Premiership kind of thing that sort of stuff. And I was like, there's a team there kind of thing. So I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And obviously, going back to like what you do, then so like, for example, like um, like the editing side, the videos, everything else. Like, how did that start? Have you been editing videos in school, or was that just something you just learned along the way? Um, so I literally, I'm like completely self-taught with like the editing tricks and like all of like that sort of stuff. But it's one of those things where it was the same again with going from free kicks to freestyle. How can I make the videos better? How can I make them cooler? Okay, we'll learn to edit. We'll learn to make the edits cooler. Like, start. bear in mind, like, this was when I was, like, in high school and, like, year eight, year nine, year ten. So around that age, I'm thinking, like, adding music to a video is, like, still kind of, like, a cool thing. Uh, and, like, doing the transitions and stuff like that. So, again, one of those things where I'm, like, okay, I'm going to get good at this. I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to sit at my computer until I can do it. And I remember I used to edit everything on iMovie. And uh, my dad actually uh, edited some stuff on uh, Final Cut Pro. But um, I was always really scared because it was like the next like jump up. But I just thought, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to learn it. And now it's just like, I don't even think about it whilst I'm doing it. It's just doing it. But I still think I've got that like in my, in my head about, okay, let's try and do something cool. For example, we've just gone into, in the first lockdown, I was like, Instagram filters, they're cool. I'll try and do an Instagram filter. So I started making all these filters. And in the space of about a month, they had like over a million impressions. And like, it's just simple filters, like a thing on your head. And it's like, what type of player are you? And then you tap the screen and it goes through like loads of options. But I literally learned how to make a filter in lockdown. And then um, I'm so, I've got this like contract with uh, Nike. I'm like a Nike ambassador. Now they've asked me to make a filter that's been released on Nike football. So from going to knowing absolutely nothing about filters and stuff like that in the first lockdown and just learning how to do it and make them cool to now, which was only like a few months ago, to now actually making them for like Nike. That's like an insane like jump. And then this lockdown again, I thought, okay, what can I do to make something 
cool. So I um, I started to learn like uh, like three D modeling and like animation and stuff because I thought it'd be quite cool if I could put that into a filter. So I literally uh, like two days ago released a filter of um, a three D model of myself doing skills, and that's one of the things that I filmed this morning. Me next to this filter of my like three D model of myself doing the same skills. Yeah, I think um, I assumed yeah. like, I assumed like Nike did DOS or something because obviously it's quite good. I didn't realize you just made it yourself. Yeah, I com- uh, made it like completely myself. Um, just like learn to like animate it and like rig the model and stuff like that. But like a few days ago, like literally maybe a week, week and a half ago, I had no idea about any of this stuff. You just go on to YouTube, start that. Like, like, okay, how to do this, how to do this. And then you encounter a million problems, but you just like, the solutions are all on the internet. And it's just about like that persistence to keep going until like you get something cool. But um, this is actually like, this is one of the things where if a parent asks me, like I get this a lot, like a lot of parents will ask me, okay, my kid wants to make YouTube videos, but... I don't really think it's like worth it. Like, it sh- should they do it? And I'll always tell them, like, there's a huge misconception when it comes to social media. A lot of people think it's just putting your camera down and doing something in it, and then you upload it, and that's done. The amount of skills that you learn from doing like social media is crazy, and like that sets you up for a lot of things in life. So. Just from, like, the first few years of doing social media, I well, firstly, I learned the skill of freestyle, which is something in itself. I learned how to film videos, how to edit videos. I learned about photography. I learned how to run a social media page. I also learned loads of other stuff that people at my age, like, weren't doing. For example, how to email a company professionally. I used to, when I started doing emails, I just, like, write one big paragraph and just like a little block, I wouldn't like make sure the spelling was right or anything. It'd be like, I'd send a message to my friend. And like <laughs> the business world, like you don't speak like that, you know? It's like just one of those things that you don't, you wouldn't associate with social media, but how did I learn to write well-written emails? I, well, I needed to do it for my social media. So I learned how to do it, you know? It's just like, there's a million skills that you can learn from doing social media. So I think it's very valuable. And also, uh, like, say my social media stops now. I can go into so many different avenues of work. And I've had a taste of each avenue. If I wanted to go into filmmaking, for example, I have a lot of experience. And I've got, like, my like portfolio of videos that I've made. If I wanted to go into presenting for example is another really big one i've done a lot of uh, presenting gigs through like because of my social media so it's just like another avenue that i can go down and i've had experience in and uh, i can say to a lot of people look i've got all this experience i did x y and z like all like that is all down to my social media like that's not come from uh like learning it at school or anything like that. That's literally just from my social media. That's what I think it's about, mate. Like, um, literally, to, to think that you got a university, like you, you, you did the white one with your parents. It's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to university. Oh, this and that, lab. Like all the skills you get from just doing what you're doing, kind of thing. You learn the job. It's like me, kind of thing. Everything I do every day is learn the job. Kind of thing. I don't know about business. 
I run two businesses kind of, yeah. I know nothing about the kind of thing. You just learn, you encounter things along the way. And like you said, if it all ends tomorrow, I've got the skills. I run a business that earns X amount of money. I've worked with big companies. Yeah. And it's, you're saying exactly the same thing. I love that. And that's what you would say that your parents, you say your parents of kids who obviously look at the same avenue as you kind of thing. It's like, literally, they're gonna, there's people in university trying to learn what you learned on YouTube. People, yeah, exactly. Final cut, like, I'm trying to learn Final Cut. I've no idea what's that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, another thing though, like, definitely, like, university, like, definitely isn't a bad thing. Like, okay, you get a degree and stuff like that, but also, like, the experience you have there is going to be amazing. But if you want to become, like, there's, there's certain jobs that you definitely need, like, a degree for. And, like, so if you wanted to become a lawyer or a doctor and stuff, you can't. Um, there obviously good YouTube videos and stuff out there, but I feel like university is probably a place to go. But when it comes to something like social media, I think at the pace that it moves, you're much better off just like going and like trying to run a social media page yourself because I actually think it'll be more valuable if you went into a job interview rather than saying, oh, I've got a degree and um, a certain aspect of social media or something, actually saying to them, I've run a page with X amount of followers. Um, we did over a million impressions in one year. I think that stands out a lot more compared to um, like a, like a degree. In, I don't even know if you can get a degree in social media, but like um, a degree relating to social media, like actually having that experience, I think is probably a lot more valuable. I think that's the way the world's moving. Like, how many people do you know that run their own social media page? Like, yeah. so many people. It's funny too, because like, I never really thought about like, obviously, I never really thought about like, like that until recently kind of thing, like your impressions, all this sort of stuff, the feedback, the way that people share your posts, the way that people interact, interact with you, it's all valuable kind of thing, it all has value. Like, yeah. I have a Depop that, um, that sat there kind of with hundreds of thousands of followers kind of thing, and it's like, all that's valuable and when you're in negotiations, you're having meetings, kind of, because everything else, kind of, what can you bring to the table? It's like, I could bring one post that can be shared a million times in probably two days, kind of thing. It's like, well, that's more valuable yeah. than paying a company to just do something. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, that's the way it is going, kind of thing. You're getting people, obviously, like, for example, in fashion, like, you, there's loads of people that will say, we can do this, we can do that, for you, kind of thing, but no one can do it better than someone like yourself, you can literally just put a t-shirt on and be like, right, boom, i just done this video, it's been shared six million times. Like, yeah. What, what more can I do for you? It's like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it is crazy. Like, that's where it's all got to kind of thing. It's good, though. It's being able to... I think the, like, the internet has like, given a level playing field. So yeah. everyone, like, you can have like whatever, but on the internet, you can do it yourself. You don't need somebody to like help you out or something like that. You can just make your stuff post it on the internet and there's no limitations to how many people can see it which like i think evens the playing field like a lot for everyone so some kid in his like bedroom in the middle of nowhere has the same opportunity now as somebody like growing up in like a city where there's like more connections and stuff the connections come online a lot of the time now like most of my like friends and stuff like that is all come from like online so yeah I feel like the the opportunity has like evened out a lot for everyone, which is like a good thing. That's crazy. And like, so obviously, now when you do obviously like your adverts and that sort of stuff, where you do like you're presenting, like who you worked with footballer wise. I noticed like the De Bruyne video yesterday. I see the Tammy Abraham video. You seem to have worked with a lot of yeah. um, prominent footballers. 
Yeah, so um, to be honest, that's like more. Um, so that's at the start of the year. This this is like another like really um, really important thing that I've told myself that I have to do. If there's an opportunity there, you like have to take it. You have to go like right. I'm gonna like. There's an opportunity there. I'm gonna take this. And I'm going to make sure that I get something out of this. Or I'm going to put myself in the best possible position to get something out of this. So with that, um, at the start of this year, uh, somebody directly at TikTok reached out to me. They said, Nike, want to run a campaign on TikTok. Obviously, everyone's talking about TikTok right now. Um, we we basically gave Nike a few uh, like options of different TikTokers they've used, they, they could use. They've decided to go with you. Uh, there's going to be an agency involved who are going to uh, um, have a big involvement with the videos, but we just want you to uh, post three videos and be like in them, and that's that was like basically our ask to me. I was then on a call with uh, someone from TikTok, someone from the agency, someone from Nike, and uh, myself, and uh, I kind of got the feeling that the agency they were really good, but they hadn't done a lot on tiktok so they didn't know what sort of videos were going to do well and i noticed okay i can have like a bit of a say in this like i can get a bit more involved than probably what was expected of myself yeah so i was like okay well how we could do this we could do this and it's quite funny a lot of the videos that um the agency had planned were just my old videos but they're like can we do this but have the broiner in it instead of you you know yeah. <laughs> like that sort of vibe so um as it got like as like the campaign was like being like planned out more and more like i started to like have like much more of a say and try and like involve myself as much as possible and then it came around to the shoot days where i was in the videos but i was also directing them uh and like filming them and then i also edited them afterwards as well and obviously like the person from uh, nike uh, like saw all of this and like i'm like trying to uh like make sure that she knows that like i've done the uh, editing of them i've filmed them and stuff like that and uh, i literally edited like those videos on my living room floor the campaign ended up getting 1.1 billion views on tiktok that's billion not million by the way <laughs> obviously like um Nike put a lot of like spend behind the videos, but it's crazy that videos I edited, yeah, like on my living room floor and stuff, ended up like doing that well. But from that, um, so like the campaign went really well, and it went. Uh, so I was working with the UK Nike team. The uh, like that went straight up to like the global team in uh, like Portland in America like their headquarters and stuff and like their senior directors of football saw it and they really liked it so I, they like set up a call with me which was really exciting because apparently that doesn't happen a lot like somebody from um like the global team like asking for a, a meeting with like somebody and stuff like that so that happened and then basically from there from doing this like one campaign where i was meant to have like a, just basically be in the videos they uh, were like, we have a shoot with Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, do you want 20 minutes to film a few TikToks with him? Uh, plan it out and basically be in charge of it. Like, my jaw was like on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, I was like, planned it all out. 
uh, did the videos, and then next thing you know, I'm in North Italy, um, like filming a video with Cristiano Ronaldo, which is like crazy in itself. What video was that though? Uh, what was it? What did you do? Pardon? What was what was what uh, was... basically? Go on. Uh, so he released some new football boots, Dream Speed Two. Uh, my favorite football boots. They're like the ones that I wear at the moment, actually. And um, we were basically doing like a few editing tricks. So he'd like run in, jump up, and like his outfit would change, and just, just like just like cool stuff like that. Yeah. Not too complicated. So it was like getting Ronaldo to do like really. Uh, like complex things or anything like that. I tried to make it as easy as possible for him, but like the videos would still be cool. Yeah. And I remember like on one of the videos, like he, I just like it, was, it seemed really basic to me, but he kept on doing it wrong. Um, and I literally had to ask him four times in a row to do it again. And I've got the funniest video on the last one. I'm like, I'm so sorry, but just just one more time. Yeah. And like his face is like seriously <laughs> but I think that's another point where it's like I, th- there's a right balance to it where it's like okay I need you to do this I need to get a video but also I don't want to be like a bad guy and like no, just no, no, come no. across badly but you do need to have like a bit of like backbone about it but um, I think I handled myself like quite well in the situation when you're literally filming with one of the most famous people on the planet that like beforehand I had to do a run through with his like team and there's like 20 people like just watching everything that I'm doing like everything that I'm saying uh before Ronaldo even arrived just to make sure I wasn't like messing about yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah. there was like so much security and stuff but um yeah so I we did that and it went really well uh unfortunately those videos never got released because yeah. of um because of coronavirus oh, so wow. Ronaldo basically said he doesn't want to promote everything whilst like there's like uh, this pandemic happening, which is like very respectful. Which is fair, not hundred percent. So unfortunately, it didn't get released. But uh, the videos were still good. Nike were really happy with them. And from that, um, they were like, "Okay, you've done that. Uh, everything seems to have gone really well. How would you like to do a shoot with Neymar uh, next week?" Obviously, I'm in like this is the start of this year, and I'm in like absolute dreamland. So um, I went to uh, Paris, filmed with Neymar, um, and like the best thing about this, like I feel this was before I was like a Nike ambassador or anything like that. Um, the best thing about this is they ask him at the end of the day what his favorite part of like, like the media day was. So he does like a media day, and there's like 15 different um, like partners of Nike that will film with him, like shops and stuff like that. Yeah. It's pretty cool being direct with Nike because you get to go first with him. And uh, you get a little bit more leniency with everything. But um, at the end of the day, he was, like, filming with Ben was, uh, like, the best part of the day. So, um, yeah, an absolute, like, dream land. And uh, that also went up to, like, this is, like, I got to meet, like, the global directors and stuff. So now, um, yeah, like, we're at that point where... I have this like ambassadorship with Nike, and I get to talk to the like directors and like uh, come up with ideas of like stuff players can do. And like there would be more shoots, but obviously because of coronavirus, can't do the shoots. Like I got invited to be on a shoot uh, next week in Barcelona with like some of the Barcelona players. 
that I, I can't go because of uh, because of coronavirus. But I'm sure there'll be more stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, well, that's the, the thing. You've, you've done the. You've, You've already reached a parapet. You've already done the best in the world, so it can only get better. Yeah. Than that, do you know what I mean, like, it's not to be something to go no, downhill. In in my head, like there's like there's always like that next level. Like there's always the next cool thing that I can do. So like I still feel like in my head, like I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Like I like my ambitions are like way higher than where I currently am, which is like it makes it kind of exciting. It's like okay, like we can like be even like we can go further with this we can do something even better if it all fails it all fails like it is what it is the experience that i've had over the past few years is like like insane like i wouldn't change it for anything so and i've also set myself up for uh, like the future as well so i'm not too worried about like taking certain risks and if everything fails i'm not too worried about it but um i'm quite uh, like excited for for what's to come because I feel like I've got like loads further to go well it's mad what was um, Alfonso Davis um, did his hand with you last week didn't he <laughs> he said the challenge yeah. yeah that was mad so I, saw, I, was, I just saw him talking he said Ben, ben Black I was like Ben Black was <laughs> <laughs> it, like honestly that clip is hilarious because he's just like um, I challenge Ben Black and Robert Lewandowski. Two names that should definitely sit side by side. <laughs> Literally, mate. But, um, Literally. Yeah, so... And how that happened? Uh, do you know him or...? Sorry, what was that? Do you know, do you know him? Have you, have you dealt with him before or is it just through tech TikTok? Uh, yeah, so basically, on, um, on TikTok a while ago, uh, like he just started making videos... Because like he's just like a normal guy, like like yeah, he's obviously one of the best left backs in the world, one of the most exciting upcoming players. But like he genuinely is just like a normal guy. So a while ago, in um, in the first lockdown, I um, I commented on one of his videos. No, sorry, he followed me, and I was like, oh, this is like insane. Like without me doing anything, he just followed me. So I was like, oh, he's just following me because I like likes the videos or whatever. And then uh, on one of his videos, I commented on it, just being like, game of FIFA, like, question mark. Just like having, like, like, I didn't actually expect him to say yes, yeah. but he was like, I bet, let's do it. So I was like, uh, okay. And then he <laughs> DM'd me, and um, so we just started, like, DMing and stuff. Played him at FIFA, he absolutely destroyed me. We, we liked it, we'll, we'll move on, we'll forget about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 no shock. But, um... It, it was when, like, um, like people still played, like, Fortnite and stuff. So, like, uh, well, I mean, it's only at the start of the year. But um, played, um, played some rounds. I like, ended up playing, like, two hours of Fortnite with him, wow. which is, like, so random. But, like, now we're just, um, like, yeah, he watched, he, literally, I checked my story this morning. He, like, watched it this morning. The best one, on the day of the Champions League final, I posted a story about it, and he watched it. In the morning, just before he played in it and won it, mental. But uh, yeah, it's like I don't know, like um, like I like I don't like know him, know him, or like no, no, like, no, no, no. But obviously, him, but like just DM sometimes, yeah, 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 stuff, which is like, pretty it's, cool in itself. It's it's mental that like I'm, I've got people in obviously my world that kind of thing where you talk to them. Obviously, they want to buy stuff, but then you think to yourself, like, you're that person that fucking, do you know what I mean? I know exactly why. Yeah, yeah, I get you. It's the same thing. Obviously, I've got friends with football and everything else, and when you see them and you see how people react to them and everything else, it's like, 
you're just a normal person who's in an unbelievably privileged position, who's unbelievable at their sport or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they've just made it, and it's it always it's like it's like, it's like now with TikTok, it's like that's, this is the question I get to later. Like with football in general, like football, the British game kind of thing. If like you could go back to when you're like ten years old, knowing what you know now, kind of thing, you make it a professional footballer. What, like if um, so if if I could go back, so you go, if you're ten now, years old now, if you if you're ten years now, ten years old now, and you know how the world works, regards to like for example, like these ten year olds come play for all of you kind of thing, so you know about dedication, regards to learning tricks, kind of dedication, regards to training, repetition, 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 yeah. kind of thing. Do you think you'd be a professional footballer, or do you, think you want to be a professional footballer if you knew all that now? Because like for example, like myself, kind of thing. There wasn't training like when we train and when we train for our team kind of thing, and like that's to me is new. Do you know what I mean? We didn't train when we were young kind of thing. You literally you turn, yeah, yeah. you play on a Sunday. There's no strategy. The strategy is you're playing there, you're playing there. If you end up in a good team, <laughs> it's like right, you're all individually good players. You should, you should be beating these teams kind of thing. Whereas now, like even on Saturdays, not much, there's much not much strategy kind of thing. But we're still more strategy in the other yeah. team. Do you know what I mean? So I always think to myself like I wonder if like. I go back kind of thing and like do it little things differently would I have ever made it kind of thing do you ever think that yeah like honestly I feel like one thing that like just eats at me is that I've never played football at like a high standard and uh, it's like definitely one thing that I really want to do like obviously like now I'm not going to be playing in like like a, a high standard in England, that's for sure. Like, like that's just too too far away. I think. I think you could. Maybe, I think. But. I think of you. I think. Obviously, technically, you're probably the best players on the pitch, kind of thing. I think to play at a higher Thanks level, so. to play at a higher level, because you, 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 what you need, firstly, obviously, you need to get a little bit stronger, just a little bit stronger. Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit, because you're quite strong, but a little bit stronger. <laughs> and also, you need to be a little bit. Get to the gym, lads. Get to the gym, pal. We can. But also, you need to be more ruthless in certain situations and have a more ruthless yeah. streak. Obviously, you want to score goals. Like for example, for example, anyone who doesn't know about this, first time I met Ben, we played, we trained on a Wednesday and didn't really think much of it kind of thing. Then you play on a Saturday. And how many goals did you score that first game? Yeah, uh, four. <laughs> so, so on a Saturday, he's like, oh, Ben's going on the left. So, in fact, you're in front of me. He goes, oh, Ben's going yeah, on the field. Yeah, we, we played, yeah. We so played I was like, right, he's in front of me. He better not fucking like, be lazy and everything kind of thing. And you go and score four goals, and I was like, "What the fuck's going on here?" <laughs> I think, you know what I mean? And I was like, "This guy." Well, I, I was laughing on like that game because I was like, "Of all the people that I have to play in front of, I get the person who shouts the most on the pitch." <laughs> <laughs> but it was just, it was, but, it was just yeah. a different game. Obviously, like I play with good strikers. Like, to be honest, I don't think you're a striker, mate. I think you're a winger. I think you're. I think yeah, you're, I agree. But I think the winger. problem with like the formation that like this team was playing was that, like, the wingers, the wing-backs, they're not, like, out-and-out out wingers. Nah. And I want to, like, I don't want to do, like, the... You don't want to do like, the dirty the work, which is fair enough, kind of thing. thing. You don't want to be coming backwards. You want to be going forward all game. And obviously, yeah. to be honest, if there was no corona, we were playing every week, I feel like we'd smash most teams and you probably wouldn't have to do any defending. But I feel like when you're playing up front, that's when, like, you've got to kind of... You've got to do more than what has to be kind of thing. So if you're giving the ball out yeah. wide, you can skin the player and then... Do we need to do kind of thing? But front, obviously, I, I, you rely on someone. But you rely on someone winning the ball for you, then passing it to you. Yeah, and obviously, if I'm like that, like, that's good. definitely not like part of my game. 
being like that big, like strong front man. No. Like I'm, like I feel like I actually struggle like a lot more in like these sorts of games than I would at like a, a higher standard because like oh, no, I yeah. just get like, like firstly like the like pitches being terrible. Like you can't like the technical players are gonna like struggle a bit more because like like the basically That's... the skill gap is less at like this like training i feel like you can tell like the better players apart a lot more because like there's not as like it's hard, it's hard to explain but no, like, no, i, no, like I, I on, completely like, agree i completely example, agree that's why like, like that's why, standard that's why you've got to obviously that's why you've got to play at this level you've got to play at this level so you can understand that when you got the levels it doesn't necessarily come easier but you technically you'll be a lot better kind of things so if you can te- if, you, if you're if you, put this way if you're a level above at this level on these sort of pitches kind of thing, when you step up to playing um, Saint Pro, constantly on good pitches kind of thing, constantly around good players, that's to me up Saint Pro too, especially like in the North. Most Saint Pro teams yeah. in the North, they're not individually unbelievable players, but they listen to what's being said, they have structure, and the fitness is a different level kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, we yeah, think they're yeah. fit. It's just different level of fitness kind of thing. And especially like being a defender. Realistically, defenders... Essentially, if you can defend, you can defend, kind of thing. But most yeah. defenders, like it's, it's about like winning every head in all game, not missing the header, kind of thing. Being fit all game, never having to like catch a breath, kind of thing. And for someone like a winger, when you got the levels, you have to get to the point where, literally, repetition, repetition, repetition. You can put the ball in the box no matter what in the same area to the point where like you're yeah. literally like it's, like it's like when you watch Saka, kind of thing, um, at Arsenal. He's literally just stroking the ball in a certain area all game, kind of thing. Like as if like he's just done yeah. that for the last ten years, kind of thing. And that's what happens when you've got levels. Like, the, the players don't get better. It's like, the individual does kind of thing. The individual gets, it just is the surrounding surround, surround kind of thing. And you can definitely play same pro, one million percent. And I feel like, it depends where you are, though. It depends where you live in. If you live in London, one million percent. In Manchester, one million percent. But if you start travelling the world, then it's a different kind of thing. Well, my, well, I actually have, like, a, a bit of a loose plan. One of the things that I really want to do is go and play professional football abroad like try and go to like um like I, I'm not like I, I need if you to go to Europe like Sweden like, and stuff you will definitely play professional one million percent well the, the idea is that I do like um like I document my like like me doing it yeah. and then like I film like basically going pro in, in a foreign country and like posting like YouTube videos about it because I think people would find that like really interesting yeah like that little journey of it and, like, who knows where, like, that could, like, lead to or anything. But, like, just, like, I also have the problem that, like, if I start playing football at, like, a, a high, a higher standard where, like, I've got to train, like, a lot more. When I, Basically, I'd be training instead of filming videos. Because I've still played football every single day for, like, the past, like, well, however long I've been making videos. But it's, like, there, I'm putting these videos online. I'm not, like training like just like the basics and stuff like that it depends so where you, it depends where you're playing compromise of it, i'm gonna post less it depends where you're playing but, like for example okay. if you're playing yeah. if you're playing for example in a country where you train on evenings you've got a full day to do it kind of thing it's like it's like obviously like yeah. Premier League players kind of thing they haven't got time for this sort of stuff so their time's valuable because if you're not training you're in a hotel if you're not in a hotel you're training like well if you're playing like league two in greece you're training them you'll be training probably mornings Best day for yourself, kind of thing. So there's plenty. It's, it all yeah. well. Like it's, it, I feel like it's the UK where you probably struggle to do it, kind of thing. But I feel like they wouldn't struggle. But I feel like in other countries, especially like America, 
most people in America train evenings. So you have plenty of time to do that sort of stuff. But I think that's good. This is a really good idea. Really good idea. And I feel yeah. like and if I you go like to a different country, cool you would have a chance to play professional. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Go on. I was just, I was just going to say, like, um, like with, like, I want to be at, like, the, I, ju- I just want to push myself so I can see to, like, what limit I can get to. Like, I just want to know that I've tried to, like, do it. And, like, I, so when I'm older, I'm not, like, the one thing I wish is I just wish I, I, I'd gone and tried to do it somewhere. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like, I'm, I wouldn't be upset about it because like, I know that I've tried to do it. I just have, like, that one thing. And, like, I still have time. I'm, like, I'm 22, so I, I definitely have time to go and, like, try and do it. I know, so, it's, definitely, um, it's definitely possible. I've known yeah. a few people that have um, gone off to, like, play, like, Sweden and stuff and just play professional. And people have stayed there. I remember a lad, I can't remember why he did it. He's, he's playing. He's playing football. Same. He's playing same pro in college. Wasn't that good? Striker. Wasn't scoring many goals. Yeah. And then I'm not sure if he went abroad. I think. I think the story was he went abroad for one season. Ended up coming back and signing for Preston. And, and he signed for West Ham. He said he signed for West Ham too. So he signed Preston. Signed West Ham. Played for Middlesbrough. Yeah. So he played for Middlesbrough two seasons ago. And now we think he's somewhere like back at Preston kind of thing. But he went to Championships. Started scoring goals, so obviously like it's different level. But I've been playing with him years ago, thinking like this guy's not like amazing. But obviously, you go somewhere else, you appreciate it somewhere else. Because obviously in the UK, it's like this sort of thing. It's always been a sort of thing where if you're amazing, you're loved and praised kind of thing. But you're not praised for doing the yeah. work kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? So, but in different countries, it's like, and obviously in the UK too, guys are professional. You need to be in like catchment areas. You need to be in areas where there's teams. You need to kind of start yeah. young. If you're 17, there's no value in a team coming in for you kind of unless you're like scoring 100 goals a season kind of thing so once you're past 16, 17 you've kind of just forgotten about but obviously playing semi-professional football most time you need to know somebody who plays that team kind of thing because there's not really like that many trials kind of thing or if you yeah it's always about season. and stuff whereas obviously in different countries you could just essentially just turn it to a pitch and be like I'd assume I'd do the same thing if I got America and never lived there I'd just turn it to a team that fits the best I'm like listen I played in the UK I played there all these years Give me one session and that's what I'm about kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't do that did, in the UK. Did you say you played in Sweden? No, no. I'm saying I've got friends who played in Sweden. Oh, I had a friend, okay. um, I had a friend who went to Finland actually. Went to Finland um, when he was like 19. I remember, I remember, I remember very clearly him talk about going. And I was like, but I was thinking obviously he's not a good footballer. He's not the best footballer kind of thing, like that. And just typical, yeah. just typical British mentality kind of thing. Went there yeah. and now he's over there as a personal trainer. But he's been there for about 10 years. And I remember having like two good seasons in Finland, kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? But um, the yeah. Swedish thing that was when I was about twenty. That was the thing for people to go. If you went to Sweden, if you if you go to America, you got a place like Sweden because they're professional game. I think they're paying players like reasonably well at the time, and it seemed to be an easy way to become professional for some. If you're obviously yeah. good enough, kind of thing. Obviously, if you're not good enough, you're not gonna get there at all. But if you're good enough, so a lot of there's a lot of players who play like, for example, like for um, youth teams, whatever else. And they get dropped, and they just end up going to Sweden, kind of thing. And that was the place. Yeah. But I'm not really now. I'd not. I'd have no idea where you go, kind of. Thing. But obviously, that's the thing because of social media and TikTok, you can just go to a team and be like, "Listen, boom," and they'll give you a chance anyway, yeah. kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Well, like that. This is like myself. I'm like, I I wouldn't know where to start when like looking for a team because like I, like I want to do it. I just need to like find like the right people and like maybe it's not about finding it's just like putting myself out there and hopefully 
just somewhere along the line I can get like that one connection and like that can get me into into what I'm looking for. Yeah. But um yeah. And how are you enjoying Hopefully. how are you liking this season? Pardon? How are you liking this season for our team? Oh, it's uh well pretty fun you know like like so I played uh, like football like all my life. But when I so I was living in like Barcelona for the past three years and whilst I was there like, as I said, I played a lot of seven-a-side and eight-a-side. Played a little bit of 11-a-side towards the end, but it wasn't like... Um, I never really... Like, I only played a few games. Like, I didn't, like, properly get into it. And it was only... I wasn't even meant to play first team. It was one of those ones where, like, my brother is friends um, with, like, like uh, with Dan, who's, like, one of the one of the managers or, like, assistants. Or I don't know what it is, but yeah. he was, like... Do you wanna do you wanna come and play? And like I shouldn't have said yes, like because I have to find the balance between playing at a good standard and like it being worth it, or not playing at like the lower standard and getting injured and it um, basically ruining me filming videos. But like I think one of the things that makes me me is just the fact that I can't say no to football. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, I was just like, yeah, let's play. So, uh, like, I was, I was enjoying it, and like, I finally felt like, um, like, I, I'm very much like a, a, like, well, when I was younger, I used to be like a confidence player. Like, if I'm playing well, like I'm playing really well. But if I'm playing bad, I, it's not good at all. But I feel like now that I've got older and I've like matured a little bit, I feel like, um, like I've got that confidence about me, and I'm like, like, you kind of need like a little bit of arrogance about you, like. Yeah, like, I can't do this, you know. Like, I can't actually score goals. That's so, why I'm um, saying that you're more ruthless, because yeah. realistically, yeah, you need exactly. to go on a pitch, like, like, just be like essentially, like, to be honest, I'm going to score three today, and that's not good enough kind of thing. I say that every game. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying, like, if you're ruthless with it kind of thing. Because like, it's, like, it's like me kind of thing. I think myself, realistically, I've played better, and I know you can't beat me. It's like, simple as that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it reflects in... I hope it reflects in the game we play kind of thing. But like, that's what you should... That you, you do it anyway. You score loads of goals. But I feel like if you go to levels, you need to still think, realistically, most defenders aren't going to be able to compete with you. Simple as that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? It's, it is kind, yeah. of, it's kind of that simple kind of thing. So if you obviously if you obviously got levels, that's where you have to keep that same arrogance, I'm presuming. I, I feel like a lot... Like, um, because of my, my social media and stuff, that's a lot of where, like, the like the confidence has come from. It's like, I make videos for, like, like millions of people. Like, I should be running rings around these people, like, <laughs> playing 11 aside here. So, like, it's just one of those, like, I can't, like, I can do this. It's just, like, when I was younger, I didn't have that, like, confidence about me. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd, like, miss an open goal and then, like, it all just goes downhill. But now I've got that, like, about me. I feel like my level is just going, like, up and up and up. And, like, I'm enjoying it a lot. It's, like, I love, like, the the competitiveness and, like, the challenge and stuff. Like, um, I was going down to, like, a local football pitch near me. And there's all these, like, players who are playing, like, lower league in England, like, Leighton Orient or, like, or, or, like these sorts of teams. And we're doing, like, rondos with them. And, like, I feel, I feel like I'm fitting in. And it's like, I, this is, like, comfortable for me. Like, I'm enjoying this. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can, I feel like I'm at that point where it's like, I can go to, like, the the next, like, level. Like, I, I shouldn't be, like, worried or 
anything like that. It's like I am like at this standard. Oh, there's no, there's no worry. Definitely not. I feel like literally, like I always, like, what I say most games, like it's all about figures now. So realistically, if you go, it's like it's like in our league. Simple as that. Like we're the best team there, and um, like obviously individually we're all good players. Like pretty much that's like that's for looking at looking at our team. Like individually we've got a, basically a solid team, of just good players kind of thing. We play good football and everything yeah. else. But realistically, to go to the next level, to be, to to be cut apart from that team, it's like right. The figures are. We won the league and Ben Black scored 30 goals, 15 assists, you know what I mean? That's how you move up levels kind of thing. Because like, all the manager will say is, oh, who you played for last season? Never heard them. How would you get on? Scored 30, oh, sweet. Yeah, come, come train kind of uh, thing. Okay. That's, how, yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's how it literally works. I feel like thing. because of my social media, like, that should hopefully give me like a little bit more advantage. Oh, like... you'll, get, you'll get more leeway. You'll, get, you'll definitely get a few. You'll def- Put it this way. If you can get, realistically, it's like, depending where you are next year, Realistically, you'll be playing at you're playing at a better level because of like I said, you only need to watch one video or realize you can knock a free kick in the box and back of that kind of thing. And yeah, socially, yeah. the people probably recognize you kind of oh that's how Ben. Do you know what I mean? It's like one of those kind of thing. <laughs> it's like me. Obviously, I'm moving. I probably been playing for that team again. I'm moving back home um, next month. So when I go back home, kind of yes, yeah, same here. So when I move back home next month, I will literally be obviously I'll be looking for a team again, kind of thing. But thankfully, because I played in teams back home before. It's a case of me. It's more I can basically pick a team rather than have to like kind of like audition because obviously they'll know what I'm about kind of thing. So it's when I yeah, yeah. I can like I can decide now what's best what's best for me in that area kind of thing and what kind of like within I can basically decide if I want to go play with friends or if I want to keep test myself because I'm only thirty and everything else kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. One. but definitely if, if you end up going to the north, I can just play your teams down that I can tell you about. So I'm trying to. <laughs> Ben Mix. Uh, I, think, I, I think the next place is like abroad. Like that's what I'm really, really thinking about doing. You thinking abroad, yeah? Right. So, yeah. Just gotta find the right, right connection. That's it. Man. I think you'll be alright with Nike behind you and everything else. But Ben, <laughs> honestly, pal, I enjoyed that little chat. Just want to give you a nice little. Enjoyed hour. it as well, man. And um, hopefully we'll play again this season. I very much doubt it. I feel like unless I think I might get the, probably the first, but I think I'm moving probably the 12th next month. So I'm probably only going to play one more game. But um, yeah. I wish. Well, like, it's the same with me. Like uh, I'm leaving on the tenth, so um, like, I, maybe we'll have one last game together. <laughs> one more game, maybe. I'll, maybe I'll make you a few times, kind of thing. And uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully, but seriously, mate, I wish you all the best. What you're doing, kind of thing. I feel like you are inspiring. I've seen it in the flesh where kids come up to you, kind of thing. Literally, obviously asking for your pitch and everything else, kind of thing. And I feel like what you're doing is good. And keep working. What you're doing, kind of thing. Obviously obviously realise what you are doing is is what people are inspired by kind of thing so you've got to keep yeah, at that thank you and going forward uh, obviously just keep progressing you seem like you know what you're doing kind of thing and with your football just stay confident because you're a good player so eventually be as good as me you. eventually but yeah nice on Ben mate yeah thank you I appreciate it uh, thanks for having me it was, uh, it was good, uh, good talking to you no worries pal right see you in a bit mate All right. Thank you. See you in a bit. Man. Easy, and there you go. A little chat with Ben Black. Um, football freestyle, although he's not a football freestyle. He's a TikToker. He's a presenter. He's a social media presence. The geezer's got hundreds of thousands and millions of followers kind of thing. He's done projects with De Bruyne, Ronaldo, Neymar, Phil Foden, fucking all these people. Ambassador for Nike. Technically, unbelievable footballer kind of thing. Like I play with him on a, I play with him on the weekend and a Saturday, 
the level we play at is a shit level, but the team itself is an unbelievable team, like a good team. Play for a lot of football, and like I said, Ben's a good player. Could play professionally easily. But obviously, it's just about confidence and everything else, kind of thinking that whatever's going on, but he's a good player. So I want to do more of these videos, these more... So yeah, podcast I'm just dealing with people, dealing with friends, something that was different and vintage kind of thing. Vintage is um, obviously people are here vintage, but it's a bit of an overpowering kind of thing when you do it every day and kind of thing. There's not much content you get in vintage. You can talk to different dealers and everything else kind of thing, but it's just repetitive. So so it's a little bit different. Hope you enjoyed it. Me with Ben Black. I'll put his um, Instagram and everything else down the bottom. But um, yeah, cheers guys. Lanny Port Manchester. Keep it real.